0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for the call. My name is Mike Klo, and my email address is editor at marketingexperience.com. I will be the moderator for today's call, which is on the MEC merchandising calendar for the 2006 fall and holiday season. We should be starting in approximately two minutes. You should have received instructions about uh, about joining us on GoToWebinar. If you haven't, please email me at editor at marketingexperience.com, and I will send you back the instructions. We'll be in lecture mode for the duration of today's call. If you have any questions, you can chat them to us via the question and answer box with GoToWebinar, and we'll try to answer them on the call. The starter will increase the volume on your headset if you're having trouble hearing. Other than that, uh, we hope to have a great conference, and we'll talk to you guys in just a minute. All right. It's a pleasure to be with you again today. I was not on the last Web Clinic call. I was uh, in a series of academic meetings in uh, in London and England. And so I'm back today, and I have the merchandising calendar information in front of me. And uh, our topic is the MEC merchandising calendar for the fall and holiday season in 2006. We've got some fairly significant research we've been doing in this area for some, I think really about two years. We'll only be using some simplified tables and trying to keep this from being a discussion so academic it's not useful for you. Uh, but in preparing our five-month merchandising calendar, we asked ourselves just how well-prepared online retailers are when it comes to the major buying seasons uh, later in the year. And uh, while every retailer knows that the Eight weeks before Christmas are the busiest time. Are they really prepared right down to the individual product promotions? Are fast-growing companies certain that their technologies and platform are ready for a significant spike in sales? And are additional customer service people going to be available? Are marketing groups preparing promotions and pay-per-click campaigns to take special advantages of this unique period in the year? Uh, Frankly, I have looked on the inside of many marketing strategies over these years and have been shocked to discover how poorly online retailers have capitalized on the holiday season. I think we do a lot of things better online than offline retailers do, uh, but we have not realized how and how the advantages of the internet, particularly the real time feedback that we can glean and the real time customer data can be utilized to emphasize or de-emphasize certain parts of our site, focus and capture uh, the opportunities that are out there due to the holiday season. I honestly think there are millions of dollars being left on the table every year because of the mistakes that are being made. That's not to say that good things don't happen on the Internet during Christmas season, but adequacy is the enemy of excellence, and we do not uh, want to settle for it. And so let's learn some things together. We're going to walk through those. You should be able to see a presentation and uh, I am standing at my podium beside my desk and my computer bank, and I have Allison on my right, so if I, you hear me giving her instructions, I'm asking her for help. She's actually she's actually controlling the keyboard, and I have my notes in front of me. Uh, also, um, Michael Kloh is working with me on the other end, and we'll be tracking your questions. You can certainly contact us with your questions, and we'll do our very best to answer them for you. And I just want to... Verify a couple of things, Michael. are you going to be moving this this presentation forward, or is Allison going to do that? You could just let me know uh, I no, know you're answering be doing it okay, well, she's going to need to know how and when to do that michael as we're as we're rolling forward uh but what I want to do right now is get right into the finding themselves. Allison, go ahead and take us to the next
1: to the next slide
0: all right so. We're just going to get into the findings themselves, and, and Section 1 deals with preparing for the uh, major retailing seasons and understanding the advantages and disadvantages faced by online retailers. While there are a few holiday seasons uh, or holidays between now and the end of the year, and some notable events such, such as, uh, you know, that children, university students returning to their schools and colleges and online retailers and uh, should, should already be focused clearly on the main event, and, and that's Christmas. And traditionally, shopping seasons have a significant impact on sales in the industry or sector in which you do business. And, um, for instance, if, if you sell flowers online, you, of course, know the Valentine's Day and Mother's Day are important dates. But for most online retailers, the eight weeks before Christmas are absolutely key. And I want to point this out. It could be the same for some of the subscription services. It could be the same for a number of the various uh, uh, service-based groups on the net if we just knew how to capture the Christmas buying enthusiasm and direct it towards our offering I think all the retailers that are on the line today know it's critical that they market for the holidays but I'm, I'm surprised at how many uh, major subscription offerings do not utilize the holiday season more effectively we'll talk more about that you may have questions about that and we'll be happy to look at some of those with you Black Friday is the day after Thanksgiving and is traditionally the day that retailers emerge out of the red and into the black. And while there have been years when Black Friday has been the largest volume buying day before Christmas, more recent figures from 2004 show that it is the last Saturday before Christmas that takes top position as the busiest shopping day. I think sociologists might have some comment as to why that is the case. But even if Black Friday... Takes second spot. We should take heed of the fact that a very significant amount of holiday shopping is taking places from the last or the last week of November onwards. And I want to give you some of the most recent figures uh, available for the top ten shopping days. And um, we're going to go to a chart here in just a moment that will just kind of help you to see what those days are in 2004 and 2003. Bear in mind. You'll be able to get all of this information in the brief that we'll be listing. Some of you may have it, but I would have this flagged. And I'm going to tell you, there's very specific reasons why you need to pay a special attention to these dates. And it's not just because that's when you run to run a sale. It has a lot to do with how you're structuring your bids during this time. So
1: look at the chart that we're going to show you next. And in this chart, You'll see the top 10 shopping days in 2004 and 2005. Beginning with Saturday, December 18th in 2004,
0: Friday, November 28th in 2003, so, and then as you just follow all the way down, you'll notice the difference between 2004, 2003, and there's data that we're still compiling in 2005 that we'll probably release in the report that you'll get um, uh, when we send out the printed version of this uh, of this clinic. So, just noticing that if you would flag those key days and let's continue. Let's continue. I want to show you another chart. Go forward if you would. Uh, look at the 2004, 2003 weekly distribution of holiday sales. These are the actual Weeks and notice the notice the sales numbers on your right hand screen in terms of percentiles
1: both two thousand four and two thousand three okay I've been informed by one of
0: my uh, one of my staff members that go to meeting is not updating properly uh, the presentation. And so I'm not certain. Just chat with us. Send us your problems if you're having a difficulty seeing what we're discussing right now.
2: Yeah, Flint. this is Nick. Can you hear me? Yes, yes. Yeah, I I just sent a quick message to Mike. I wonder whether it was my own Internet connection that was a problem, but I haven't
0: advanced from the opening page yet. Could you chat with us? We apologize. We're using the GoToMeeting uh, structure, and uh, it doesn't seem to be updating properly for you. So we just want to see. Nick, was that from the very first slide? Yeah, I'm still on the first slide. But I've been having connection problems
2: today, so at first I thought it was a problem on my end. Yes. And I checked through. I I went to a couple of websites on my browser and realized my connection was working, so then I figured it
0: was a a, a go-to webinar problem. Okay. Well, send us your chat request, or send us a chat with us and tell us if anybody else is having that problem right now, please. And we'll continue to work through this, the entire presentation, but I just I just want to make certain that we have everything uh, working for
1: you properly. Not updating in California, I'm being told right now as well.
0: Yeah, it's not working for me The plant in Tampa. Okay. Uh, I've had technical people look at what we've got, and everything's functioning properly on our own system. Yeah, uh, and it worked fine a couple of weeks back. Yeah, well, it's been uh, – what I should suggest we do is this. Michael, uh, take back control and try and steer from your end and see if you see any differences, okay? We're going to just move the, – the, the offices here are fairly large. Uh, I'm in the lab itself, and Michael is uh, assisting us along with Allison in the, in the background. I'm going to shift computers and see if that will help you to be able to see these uh, dates. And I apologize for it. Uh, the technical difficulties here, where it's a bit out of our control, but we'll shift forward and see what we can do for you. While we're doing that, um, one of the things I'd be interested in you sending in in your chat request, and you may want to just or your chat screens to us, is some of you may have done some unique ideas or promotions for Christmas in the past that were effective, and. Um, if it's something that isn't a state secret and you're uh, you know, afraid to share that with us, send us over some of the things that you've done. We may share that and also some of the questions you have this year about what you're trying to do to prepare for Christmas because we have online a number of our top... It's uh, working now. Uh, Whoever we'll switched it, it's fund fun to break up, but it's working on my end for sure right now. Excellent. Okay. Then what I'd like to do is to shift back to... Uh, Michael, you can run it from that end, if you would, And uh, and while you're running it from there, shift over to the top ten shopping
1: days. All right, there you go. Uh,
0: The top ten shopping days should be here in front of you. You should be able to get a good feel for what we talked about before. Compare 2004 and 2003, and you'll notice they're fairly consistent, but there are some differences.
1: This is in order from 1 to 10.
2: Yeah, Flynn, one of of the things that Mike and I were noticing year by year is how the, you know, it's going to depend on what day of the week Christmas falls.
1: Yes, Uh, yes.
2: You know, if Christmas falls on a Saturday, then the week before will be quite heavy. But if it falls on the following Monday, which we will do this year, uh, you know, then you're going to see a lot of last-minute shopping on that last Friday and Saturday, so... So when we look at the look at the dates here and the days, it's, I think it would be a mistake to get too tied into the exact dates and details. But just take out your calendar and say, okay, how many how many days before was this, and, and plan
0: accordingly. Yes, that's right. And and do this also, um, Michael. Take us to the next screen. Nick, explain this next table to those who so they can see it now. It's a bit more confusing, if you would, but take them to the next screen. Uh, go ahead and explain this, Nick.
2: Well, this is this is really the distribution of holiday sales over over weekly periods. So, again, it, it kind of saves you from getting too bogged down into the detail. So, if we look at the 2004 rather than the 2003, uh, you have got the percentages figures percentage figures down the right hand side. So, so th- though you've got some, I mean, all the volume down the right hand side is significant, which is why we're trying to say that. Uh, you know, you need to pay attention to this whole period. Um, but you see that period, the week Sunday, December the 12th to December the 18th, to Saturday the 18th, you got about 22% happening there. So so this is about, you know, this is about a week before Christmas Day. Um, the, we're, we're, we're seeing that significant, well, it's not, it's, its you know, it's a bit of a jump from the week before, which is you can start seeing the the pattern from you know the last week or so of November, and it's building, building, building up until uh, the the set that that last set that last Saturday. Yes. And then yeah, there's still 19% in 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 that final five shopping days before Christmas. And of course, then you see the 10% after that, which most yes. people forget about, which is the the whole uh, New Year sale and the D- December 26th sale and, and all the and and all the off and again you were saying about how offline retailers are a lot more sophisticated and, and I mean they really are because a lot of the a lot of the offline retailers, particularly looking in in very heavy volume areas like consumer electronics, you know, their their New Year's sales are starting on December the 26th. You know. <laughs>
0: That's uh, it's right, and, and uh, some of you who think, okay, I have get that these dates are important, you may not know how how to correlate this with your pay per click. And I want to take us into that for a little bit, talk about that. And uh, so let's just let's just move forward as we keep going. And Nick, feel free to jump in. Jimmy also, Jimmy's our director of optimization. One of the things he does is get sites converting at their highest possible ratio during this time of the year. And, uh, and Nick is the uh, editor who was involved with this project, and I think he did the primary writing also on this particular issue, and is very engaged, as many of you know, in online marketing, particularly on the copy side and uh, web communications, and he's uh, very involved with that here in terms of our research. So these are guys that can really help you as you're thinking about what we should be doing together. We're watching your questions come in, and uh, and this... this this clinic is basically focused, just this particular clinic is focused on what to do to drive sales up in uh, this, these key holidays. And we've released a merchandising calendar. It's a tool. You're going to be able to download it. It's got each day with instructions throughout the year. It's different than the ones that we've released earlier with more updated information. And And I actually want to show you where that link is. I don't know how far ahead we are to that link, but I'd like to show that to you very soon. We'll give you a link where you can download that calendar. I wonder if it's been downloaded yet. Michael, I think it would be good to show them that link. I'm going to continue to talk, but why don't you go ahead and show them the link where they can download the actual merchandising calendar as a tool, and then I'm going to talk about pay-per-click. So feel free to, to skip ahead, and we'll come back to the, to the slides. I want to give them a chance to download that while, we're,
1: while I'm talking. Michael is highlighting the link, and uh, you should be able to – to download it right there, and uh it can be difficult to uh,
0: download that. We might have to... Yeah, uh, the link itself. I'm looking at yes. that's Jalali. Jalali Hartman is our director of strategy. Uh, he's one of the founders of uh, one of the one of the major marketplaces online right now, and so he was very very in tune with uh, with this type of work. And I'm I'm looking at that link. That's not a clickable link, is it? Uh, I don't know if they can click in the presentation. So, what I'd like, if you can't click it in the presentation, Um, what I can do is I can actually put it into the chat bar. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Let's put it into the chat bar, and we'll let you all be able to 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 click that. And uh, I'm going to let him do that while I continue to just to teach a bit here. So, um, I'll go forward. Watch your chat bar. You're going to be getting the links that you need to access that information and pull it down. And Jalali, please jump in with any thoughts you have as we proceed here together. And uh, and let's uh, let's continue with the the material and the data that we have in front of us. While online shopping mirrors the same seasonal fluctuation experienced by the offline world, e-retailers face some unique challenges and some advantages. Shipping costs and final shipping days before Christmas may limit or add cost to last-minute online shopping. And concerns about the complexity and possible costs of returning unwanted gifts sometimes presents a barrier we're getting Better with that as time passes on the net, but it's still an issue. The ability to send e-certificates in advance, or at least, uh, or at the last moment, provides e-retailers with a significant advantage. These gift cards can be sent by email and uh, with you know minimal cost and effort. Just want to give you a case. I want to show you as an example of how seasonable fluctuations can actually impact the channel side of your marketing costs and sales during the whole pre-Christmas shopping period. And uh, we're going to look at really the experience of one of our research partners, which is exterioraccents.com. If you're downloading that link, Mike's getting that link in there for you. Just looking, Michael. Did that whole thing go into there?
1: Uh, I'm working on it right now. Okay.
2: Uh, Flint, as well, it would be interesting for those people who were attending our session on urgency. Yes, uh, a couple of you know a couple of clinics back. It did this whole thing about uh, you know so many shipping days and various shipping deals and free shipping if you ordered before. I mean, there's just huge opportunities there uh, to to try and grab as you know get as many sales before you get to that crunch time on shipping. And I, and I know Amazon's always very good on this. They they do the you know. The last day for regular shipping. The last day for express shipping. The last day for free shipping, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, no, that's
0: right. Um, all right, let's go back if we could. Yeah, Michael's got us up to a table that I want to show you, and uh, and we're going to look at that together and just look at the impact on pay per click and conversion based on spring, summer peak, fall, and holiday peak. And Nick is absolutely right. In regards to urgency, and in, indeed it's an implied urgency that I think impacts the conversion numbers. As you'll see here, the conversion is very significant. And I want that factored in for the final research report as a ratio in the what you need to understand section. But if you'll look, the click-through rate for spring,
1: summer, fall, and holiday. Look at holiday. Holiday peak moves up to 2.26%. Cost
0: per click is 0.23 cents, much higher, but conversion is at 1.47%, whereas its summer peak average is 0.68%. Now, that is a significant differential. As a factor, uh, without doing the pure math, we're looking at a 100% plus increase during a holiday peak. What that means is you can afford to pay more per click. And in fact, because we were running a research project during this time, we deliberately raised the bids. As you'll see, that's the reason why holiday peak is at .23 or 23 cents per click. We knew we could still afford to do that because with very smart pay-per-click management, we could raise and lower the bids up and down during these peak seasons. And we do a lot of research in pay-per-click and we, we've taught about it in our last conference, but the amount of research is so significant that that we, we've just learned a lot. One of the things we, we do is we don't trust automated pay-per-click opportunities. We're very engaged in working with, you know, uh, there's some things you can automate, but you need to be paying attention. Someone with a sharp mind, a sharp pencil, in terms of counting, needs to monitor the activity. And I'll tell you, if you were to go back, discover your peak shopping days, Typically, the the conversion goes up because there's more people who are deliberately online searching very intentionally for a purchase. You could afford to raise your bids, dominate your place in the engines, and still generate profit. Many people don't realize that, and so they come away very excited about the increased revenue, not realizing how much revenue they could have generated, how much revenue they actually lost because they didn't raise their bids, and then lower them, as they should, precisely after that market demand drops. No, and um, yes,
2: yeah, I just got to comment on this because it's it's an interest. The, the figures are interesting in a number of areas, and the, the company, you see, it's not a it's not a mainstream. It's not selling garden earth and lawn mowers and grass seed. It's selling what are principally uh, ornamental additions to your garden. Yeah. So, so it's kind of interesting. If you look at the click-through rate in the summer peak, the click-through rate is actually at its highest. Like, like people are most interested in gardening. We've got the 2.44 percent click-through rate. But the conversion is really is 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 pretty much the same as in the fall. But then when you get to the holiday peak, the click-through rate is a little lower because maybe gardening stuff isn't you know, the first thing that jumps to mind for Christmas gifts. The conversion, I think, on, in this case with this company is so high, is because when people get to the site, a lot of the kind of stuff they sell actually makes a really good gift. So, I mean, just, just on a simple, this is, this is just three columns and, and four rows. I think there's an enormous amount you can learn about your company and how people are seeing your products and and how it fits in with what they want to buy and
0: when they want to buy. Part of part of this is something we've been talking about in our online certification program for for uh, testing. It's not enough to track the financial impact. You've got to get underneath your metrics and understand the insights you're teaching you about your customers. Uh, there's a deeper set of questions that must be asked that uh, often are missed by marketing groups that are just focused only on ROI, and it's not that you're ignoring ROI. It's for the sake of... ROI that you need to ask those questions, but those are questions that aren't just apparent in your cash flow projections, and that's a good insight, Nick. Um, I want to do a couple of things with you. I'm going to answer some questions right now, and then I want to move to guidelines. We're going to talk very specifically about what to do, and we're going to give you examples. Uh, Michael, add the eBay link up there, too, so people can see the eBay merchandising calendar and click on that easily enough. Bear in mind, also, that uh, we're going to send this all out to you with links in it and so on Uh, if you're... A part of this conference, you should be part of the journal's subscription. We send out uh, really three ma- uh, three reports a month with briefs and so on from our from our research. Um, here's some questions for you um,
1: Can we discuss shipping options and the
0: customer's willingness to spend more dollars for overnight or quick shipping? Uh, you know, during the season and, and, and for last minute purchases. We've done a full brief on that. And frankly, uh, it's one of the areas where retailers are losing the most money. They don't have a smart way of determining what they should price extra shipping costs at. We did a, a lot of research on that. We published a brief on it. And if I recall properly, we built a tool on it. So you can go to the site and get that link. And uh, later on, we might find the brief, and someone could just type that into the chat for us. One of my staff members might find that. It's online, and uh, you can search the site under shipping. But there's an entire brief on how to price your shipping. And the holiday season does provide an opportunity to charge extra shipping for last-minute purchases and to generate more revenue that way, and yet still remain competitive, particularly in the comparison search engines, depending on how they how they do their pricing structure. And uh, so... So, so keep that in mind and as, as we move forward. And someone asked, do the CPC campaign, does it cover Overture and Google, or is it specific to one or the other? And it covers, inclu- these stats included cover both, uh, Overture and Google. And we actually test a lot of smaller engines as well, though still the bulk of the revenue comes from Google first and Overture second in most of these cases. I will say that in the past, and I haven't tested this recently, certain products do better in certain other engines, particularly on the comparison side, like Shopping.com, you'll get better results on one type of product than you will on another, and you need to be aware of that when you're thinking about this and thinking about these these uh, these numbers themselves. Now, someone asked a question, and I'm just moving to that question right now. It has to do with it has to do with the wind that our company, and I know there's not probably but one person online that sells this, but it might connect you. Our company sells windshield installation and contractor leads. Traditionally, Christmas season isn't great for us. Is there, you know, is there anything that can be done to capitalize on that? And it's a question that deserves an answer because as I've said earlier, there's a lot of times when I think we're leaving money on the table. I we think we're leaving it on the table because we have not realized that there's a way to capitalize on Christmas. And in your case, um I think you'd have to we'd have to actually get to your site and study it and think about your market and look at the patterns. In particular what I would do is I'd go back during that time of the year and I'd pull up from my web stats what the internal searches were for on your site. If you have a search feature on your site, look at what people were searching for during that time of year. That's number 1. Number 2, It may be not just right at the Christmas season, but right after the Christmas season when there's the excess cash that people have due to the holidays. I know in in one sense people have spent, in the other sense there's a lot of gifts that are done in cash, and we sometimes capitalize on that. There's a third thing that you might do in in this. Besides tying in some type of gift activity to the windshield, which is the obvious thing to do, you might use this time, just take advantage of the increased traffic giving something away that somehow connects to, to, to your business, but not necessarily trying as much to make a profit as you are trying to capture the email addresses of people because you'll have all kinds of traffic that you can follow up the people on. So something that you could tie in with a holiday season, a gift for their windshield, uh, something neat or unique that might get people to visit your site. And even if they didn't purchase you, establish a relationship, you capture an email address, you take a step towards building community, and then you remain with them either in either through opportunities that you're offering or through being there and waiting for the timing. That's something very essential to some of these companies you must wait You must maintain a relationship until the timing is such that they need your services and I've been to your site, and I don't know if you're repairing broken windshields, et cetera, but if that's the case, then the primary thing you can get from Christmas is a relationship building opportunity. there may be more.
2: There's one other thing that jumps to mind, because
0: I was looking at that
2: same question, and on the face of it, it's a tough one. You know, there's not many windshields you see wrapped up under Christmas trees. Um, But on the other hand, there are probably about 20 million American teenagers who need their windshields replaced. And I think there probably is a good opportunity there for gift certificates whether it's done online or whether it's done through you know if there's a number of i don't know whether this is a chain of stores or a single store um but but gifts to people where they you know whatever it is a certificate for fifty dollars a hundred dollars um which is there's that whole certificate market which is the, certificate, the gift certificate market is really great for when for people who are lazy about choosing Christmas gifts, for people who don't want to get in the trouble of going out or shipping them because they live a long way away. You know, there, there's a particular opportunity there. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's a market. I think there's probably, you know, 10, 20 million American teenagers with chipped and broken windshields who would appreciate a gift certificate under the tree.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Interesting. All right, well, let's talk about some guidelines. Many retailers are, are in a business all year just to be in business the eight weeks out of the year when Christmas uh, comes. And it's been established even in this brief chart that we've shown you now that there is a a uh, major increase even in conversion at that time of the year and, and during this season. But during the course of our research, we developed the merchandising calendar. And I, I want to take a few moments to show you how to use it uh, have we had any difficulties uh, with the link? I assume everyone's able to cut and paste that link into their into their browsers without any problem. And uh, if that being the case, I'd like to just take a few moments to look at that calendar. Uh, Michael, go ahead and advance the slides one slide. They're not going to see the calendar that way, but we can go through the calendar for a few minutes and uh, just talk about it. And uh, I'd like to do that. Now, you also can access the eBay merchandising calendar. Joel, you're online. Do you want to just mention anything about the eBay merchandising calendar? Jalali is one of the one of the world's experts on eBay. Uh he founded a major marketplace that works with eBay. Uh is there anything you you want to share with us about that Jalali before we slip on in terms of your experience there? Um I think just the reason that we're including the eBay calendar is not necessarily just if you're selling on eBay it's it, it's um has a lot of value just because they're absolutely watching what is what the trends are from season to season and um you'll see if you go to eBay's homepage or Amazon's homepage for that matter, they've sort of they're sort of in sync with what the what the seasons are. And that's why I've used them in the past to sort of follow along. all you know, if you're if you're actually selling on one of those marketplaces, then it can benefit you to be in sync with them as well, just in terms of the products that you're offering for sale at the at the time that they're offering promotion. But it's r really they're they're obviously watching this data very closely and when they switch to back to school that's usually the day online that you start to see a surgeon back to school. So, um, something else to um, something else that I, I would keep in mind for you. You, I just it's hard to it's hard to explain how critical it is. What, what I want to do, uh, you should have the calendar in front of you. Uh, if you've downloaded that, it, it came out in Excel format. And you'll notice there's nothing here from MEC that's promotional for us. This is just designed to help you. And there's briefs that are timed to the dates here. Those briefs are all free. They don't cost you any money. We just want you to review the brief to get ready. Uh, For instance, optimized landing pages on the 10th of August would be critical if you're preparing for what's coming up in the back-to-school sale and this send-back-to-school email. And we're already into the month of August, but if you'll just look at this, you can use this calendar, coordinate it with your marketing efforts, and it will it'll kind of tell you when to begin your sales, when to stop your sales. It'll show you how to prepare as you're moving towards the next uh, particular holiday. Coming into November, it's telling you, for instance, on Thanksgiving Day to increase your bids for Christmas. Um, it's pointing out the 24th is the top shopping day, and that's a, a, you know a key day to be watching for. Uh, It'll talk to you about your bids strategy as you're moving through it. Refer you to the information that you need. I think it just kind of guides you through the process, and it also correlates these top shopping days with the key dates that you have on your calendar. And uh, and uh, we're going to be releasing the final version of this calendar with the actual report. It'll also tell you when to lower your pay per click bids, and uh, you just may want to use this as a guideline to help you think as you move through the season. There's been a good question here that's come in. Also, it says you mentioned. A free gift approach to capture emails uh, for further contact information, but you know can you do that with strict opt in rules and, and the answer is yes you can uh, in particular it's quite easy to get an email address if you're if you're offering a gift it's a lot a lot of it is in the wording where do I send your contact information you know if it's a digital gift it's a natural include the email address and how you how you deliver the item and that way you capture it without any problem and you also you know have the opt in to utilize it the address give people a chance to opt out either depending on how you set that up if you have hard questions about that see our other journal briefs on it or email us and we'll do our best to help you let me move ahead though can I one yes. I just want to yes. add one thing Jalali
2: was talking about looking at uh, eBay and also I mean the, the the retail online business is so transparent like if you sell I mean like Amazon sells just about anything and everything now including groceries and they do, across every individual category, each day they will show you their best sellers of the day. And to be able to do that, like like 10 years ago, the, the, the money you'd have had to spend in terms of market research consultants to try and figure that information out and now, just anyone you can you can get at Amazon and you can see not what they think but what is what their top sellers are from one to you know one to a hundred or one to two hundred or whatever it is across every category every day, and the pricing they they 're completely transparent about what 's selling and what 's being priced and and they now cover such a wide range of goods that there's a there 's a lot of online retailers who could just use amazon as a I mean, not as the the 100% guideline, but, but it's a pretty smart place to begin, I
1: think. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, all right. Well, that's a good point, Nick. And um, that real-time information is precious, and we often just ignore it. Let's move on to number two. Uh, number one was just plan ahead and use the merchandising calendar. I think that makes that's just common sense. But the other thing you need to do is strategically use your downtime. Uh, you know, this is when you should be making the, the changes to your sites. This is when you should be uh, running your T tests. Bear in mind, if you run A-B split testing during the holiday season, all of your numbers are being, to some degree, skewed by a, a validator we call histriosity effect. Uh, if you're not careful, you may come to certain decisions about your conversion rate or whatever it is you're testing that are being mitigated by the fact that there are so many purposeful shoppers online at that point doesn't mean you can't test them, but be very careful. Particularly avoid, if you know what I'm saying here, when I, avoid sequential A-B split testing because uh, a difference of a, one day during the holiday season can be dramatic and you may draw some, some faulty conclusions. Use the downtime to get ready. Plan ahead. Get your changes done then. Get your site optimized then. Reduce the steps in your order process then. Tighten everything up as you're preparing for the major rush. One thing I want to say, and this isn't... Uh, in my notes, it's, it's not a, uh, a sales presentation. When I say this, I, I really mean it. We're looking for some key uh, retail partners to run tests with during the holiday season. And we do that uh, very emphatically so that we'll be ready for next year. And and so, uh, you know, we mentioned some that we've worked with in these various uh, tests, and that's what we did last year with exterior accents. And and th- th- their benefit is a double in sales. You know, probably from calendar year to now. I, I don't have the exact number, but it's way uh, high. Well, our benefit was, of course, good research. And you, if that's something you, you you're intrigued, and visit our site and click on it, or send us an email and get in touch with us, or something like that. But I would say, what made me think of that is the downtime, because there's things you want to do now to get ready for the holiday. Number three, pay attention to product-specific uh, seasonal trends. I guess I'm on three here. Try to determine which types of items are selling when. Use the, the pulse.ebay.com link that we gave you. Um, use research from amazon.com's top sellers category. And, um, and keep an eye on future areas of potential growth by paying attention to the websites like trendwatching.com. Use those to kind of uh, prepare for the opportunities and identify them. Uh, number four, it, and Nick wrote this, and I think it's not a bad idea. Take a walk to the local shopping center during the next holiday and notice how they're displaying sales information, getting shoppers into their stores, and working to increase the average purchase amount. You know, the Internet is so new that many of us have proclaimed it's the way, it's the only way, when in reality there's a lot to be learned from offline retail, and there's a lot you can do in offline. And I don't even think this is in here, but if you're ever going to do a direct mail piece that, that correlates with your Online opportunity, and by the way, that's a wonderful way to scale up and drive revenue when you've bought everything you can in in the pay-per-click marketplaces. Christmas is a superb time to do that. Some of you should be designing offline direct mail pieces that you can correlate with what you're doing online and take advantage of that significant opportunity during that holiday season. Uh, Particularly if you have you know a, a house list that you can access that's effective or you could purchase a strong list there's a serious opportunity for you during this time to correlate the two efforts and if you're a major retailer and again this isn't in the notes but this is very critical and sometimes we we don't understand this for so those of you that have a strong offline budget already many of us have not thought through how we can combine the offline with the online in the most efficient way here's the here's the way to think about it Offline retail scales up, and because it scales up, because there's dramatically larger media buy opportunities, you should use the offline to scale up, but you use the online to pre-test your campaigns, perfect them, and you use it as the central hub of all your marketing efforts where you drive everyone, even with your offline ads, so that you can build community. You can't build community with a newspaper ad. But your newspaper ad ought to link to your website as well as to the address on your store. And for reasons that you put in the ad, it ought to drive people to your site. Get them to your website where you can capture their name and put them into your community and recognize that then there's an opportunity to build a long-term relationship. And the problem with that is many of us are not building community. We're just capturing email address.
2: Can I can I add one thing there?
0: Yes. Yes.
2: If you If you're doing that, and I agree with all that you said, there are so many pieces of direct mail and magazine advertisements where there are these great big long URLs, not just the domain name, but with the slash, this, that, and the other, and another slash. If, if, if you really want to make this work, I would have someone buying short, relevant domain names where the domain name can be spoken. It can be spoken on a radio show without anyone having any question about how to spell it. Um, so, so basically, you build for the drive offline and online. Get yourself some fresh domain names so that they're really simple to remember. Really, there can be no doubt when people talk about it or if you hear it on the radio as to how it's spelt, or you know, and that it should always be .com. Um, because I think a lot of those those strategies fail because people it's it's, it's too much bother to write down this long string of a URL.
0: Yes,
1: yes, yes.
0: Uh, I I think that's that's very critical, and uh, that's a point you need to bear in mind. If I was designing right now uh, the entire marketing program for any major group, I would, first of all, design it so that it was, every aspect of it was pre-tested using the web, and then I would use the web as the primary hub for all the communication activities to build community, and then I would scale up offline, increasing the amount of people I have coming to the online offers or becoming part of the purchase. And that should be part of your packaging and everything else that you do. So it's a very important point. Somebody asked, and I think this was very, I think it was a good question. Somebody asked, what about,
1: what about, uh, you know, uh, they sell
0: toner cartridges and uh, or ink replacement. How do you take advantage of Christmas season with something like that? I can't get too long on that. I want to continue down my list, but can I just answer that with a way that actually might prove useful for you? Do what sports illustrated does is to to uh, sell magazine subscriptions. Bundle the toner cartridge with another gift. Uh, typically, there's margins that can afford that. Number one. Number two, it's the other gift that may uh, you be able to use as your leader in your in your marketing. And then but you bundle it with to your site. You bundle it with photo paper. Sure. That's a good point, Nick. I mean, there's a zillion photographs taken over that period. That's a good point, Nick. That's a good good point. Look for something. And here's how you do it. And this goes for any of you. Don't start with, what do I have? Start with, what does the market want? Go into the search engine and find out what the popular terms are. You can do that with the Overture Search Suggestion Tool. You can go right in discover how many searches are for X, Y, or Z. You can extrapolate that data, project what the difference is for Google, and out of that come up with what people are really looking for. Then go back and say, okay, now, what do, I, what do people want that I can get or that I have? From the reverse end of that telescope, you're able to actually serve people and get something that there's a high demand for. We spend too much trouble trying to build traffic for something people aren't really looking for. It would be much easier to spend the energy finding out what they're looking for and then building a strong offer with high conversion. We call it a prime traffic advantage. You need to find that first. If I was looking for the item that I would bundle with the toner cartridges, I'd look for the item that there was already a strong demand for. Hope that helps you. And, uh, and I want to get uh, Mike in here for just a moment. To, to Michael, Klo, come help me with just a second. from the He's in the office next door. Just to organize my chant for me just a little bit better, if you will, as I continue. So. Number five, watch the big online retailers. Visit their sites often and note how they adjust their product selections, promotions, and offers throughout the year. Now, just because they're big doesn't mean they know what they're doing. But there are some that are very, very sharp. Uh, Crutchfield, for instance, uh, has a, 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 is an electronics retailer that has a very sharp approach. Identify those that know what they're doing and pay close attention to them. Reading the data, Amazon's. Online sales, I think it's the past two years, you've seen the number, you probably read it yourself today, but I think they've gone from 5 billion to 10 billion. The internet is just getting warmed up, folks. Uh, You're going to see it changing. We're actually getting ready to release a, a press release discussing what we think the web is becoming, and it's changing. Make no mistake about it. Uh, video is not another fad. Video is going to drive a major differential in how the web is seen. And if you don't this year pay attention to how video is being utilized to market, you're going to miss it for next year. We're running just right now on improving conversion with video and all kinds of unique opportunities. And what I suggest that you do is start thinking about how video could impact your sales and your conversion and pay attention to what we're going to be doing here because we'll be releasing a lot of critical information about this area. We see the opportunity to use audio and video to bump up conversion on pages that you've already absolutely maximized. And, um, you know, the net has changed so fast. I remember when Flash was bothersome and cumbersome and not very useful, and people all got it, and we watched their conversion tank here from from our research perspective. Everybody wanted to impress uh, they're visitors with a fancy flash presentation. In reality, it just hurt us. And um, so what you want to do is think about how video can be utilized to drive sales and, and also to, to to attract significant traffic. So um, we're going to continue. Nick, I just want you to go ahead and take, if you've got that in front of you, take number uh, six, and I, I'll, I'll jump in in seven or eight. But just talk with him for a little bit about what you have in point six. You wrote that. Can you do that for Ashley? If, if if it can be
1: advanced, yes.
0: Uh, I'm not sure go ahead. Michael's moving that forward. But go on. While he's while uh, we're advancing that for you and and uh, discussing this, I think uh, I think I would uh, be planning in advance at least a multi-part email campaign follow-up for what you're going to do after the holiday season. You should have in advance that entire plan in place. You should take advantage during this four weeks after the holiday season to solidify the relationships. Other marketers are breathing a sigh of relief and taking a rest. You need to move in, strengthen the relationship, take advantage of all the traffic you receive. I mentioned this earlier when I said be careful about building community and make certain that you're capturing email addresses, Most of the retailers I know have poor email capture uh, opportunities on their site. And if you do not want to do that during the Christmas season, otherwise you have to go and buy that traffic again to get it back when you could have actually reduced your overall cost per click by attracting as many email addresses as possible from the people who are on the site during the busy period. As they're getting to your site, get their email address and maintain a relationship, why pay for them again? Why buy that person's uh, visit a second time when you could have won it the first time uh, with a strong email capture in place. So Nick, go ahead. Okay, just uh, going on to just six and seven here.
2: Um, there are there are plenty of best practices of web marketing that we've we've covered during these clinics. And there's a there's URL again there. And, and, and Mike, maybe you're going to have the bothersome task of, of putting these into the uh, into the side panel as well. The, that top one, number six, is the general research archive because we understand that among the people listening, there are people in business-to-business, business, there are people who are retailers, there are people who are selling information, who are selling services. Uh, there, are, there are a huge number of different research briefs going back a number of years. Um, so just a general background. Have, have a look through those. Watch for the titles that catch your eye and where you feel they specifically apply to your circumstance. In particular, have a look, and this is fairly recent, at our 2006 marketing blueprint, because again, we, and, and this is a nice companion with the calendar we, we're, we've produced now, because in the blueprint, we, we outline this 15 step process. Um, for, for optimizing your site. And, 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 it, and again, it was uh, the underlying message was similar to this, which is think ahead a bit. Uh, make sure you have your plan in place before the time comes. So that would be a very important brief to go through. Uh, on number seven, um, we specifically we wanted to make a point of adding this one into this presentation, which is landing pages. Um, Because, again, whether you're doing offline advertising, whether you're doing email or newsletter campaigns, um, you should be creating landing pages which are specific to this period. Um, So, you know, maybe you're selling a widescreen TV and you made a a landing page for it six months ago. Uh, I wouldn't be using the same landing page in November. I would be building a new one which is specific to the season uh, that is written, the, the the copy is specific to the season, that you have offers and shipping deals that take advantage of the season. And again, like Finn says, uh, you know, think about that email capture. You, there's going to be all, all, you know, everyone online, it's certainly anyone selling online will, will benefit from a natural increase in traffic over that period. Uh, we will be found through click, increased click-throughs. We will be found by increased use of the search engines, simply because hundreds of millions of people are out there looking for stuff. Um, so, so make sure your landing pages are optimised for that circumstance. Make sure that you capture those email addresses. <coughs> Excuse me, uh, Mike. Can you advance it onto the next page?
1: okay this is a and, and again, this is if you have time, and
2: hopefully you have time this is an, another another uh study we wanted to put in here, which is we did a a while back a few months ago uh the impact of the compounding effect of micro gains, and this is where you have a look at the whole trail of your marketing strategy from uh, what you pay per click um can you, you know, can, you improve, can you improve on that uh, PPC ad? Can you improve it by changing the headline, by changing the text, by changing the URL displayed? When they come to a landing page, can you maybe – what we did with this, and there's a calculation tool that you can download if you go and have a look at this, is we looked at what happens if you increase your performance along these along, a, a, and I, th- I can't remember how many steps we had maybe something like 10 different steps what happens if we increase the performance of each by 5% which is a very modest gain which is why we call it the compounding effect of micro gains. and we're all familiar with uh, the concept of uh, compounding in, in the investment world and the same thing can apply here because if you do it Step by step, and you and you just improve. Walk through the process. A lot of I know there's a lot of web groups that get very focused on a particular page, a particular project or, or product. Somebody needs to step back and 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 go through the process of how a customer would do it, how they would see it,
0: uh, how Nick, they would experience the flow. And Nick, if I could jump in, uh, some of you. I know you're you're listening carefully to this conversation. You're trying to find out, okay, what is it I can hear on here that's going to help me actually generate more revenue? And if you take what Nick just said about the compounding effect, landing pages, and some of the earlier information, here's one of the things that you should do prior to Christmas. Get all your top-performing products and create specific landing pages for those top-performing products. Specificity converts higher. And frankly, if I was preparing for the Christmas season and I realized that, you know, my my peak products are here, here, and here, I would create standalone websites with their own URL and that specialized in this product with a long copy kind of information about the product. It could link straight to your original card, even though it's not running off a different domain. It's just a question of, you know, um, SSL certificates and so on. And the bottom line is getting it proper like that will dramatically improve conversion for you because... uh, We've seen over and over again that specificity converts higher. So I don't mean to cut in on, on you, Nick. I just thought I would point that out. And I'm also – we're running out of time. Um, if you don't mind, Nick, I'd like to just skip ahead and couple, hit two or three of the key points. Sure. And then we'll get all this in the printed brief. What do you think? Um, to answer some of the questions that have come in, by the way, you're getting – you will get this. uh Reese, I saw your question. Yes, you'll get this in print. It'll be emailed, and you'll have all the links in there so that you can click on them and get to the information that you need to. And I think what we'll do in the future, because we're learning to use GoToMeeting. Honestly, we've used it two or three times. We worked out of our blog prior to this. We felt this would help us display information better, but we're going to have all the links prepared and dropped into a place in GoToMeeting where you can just click on them outside of the standalone PowerPoint presentation. We'll do that for the next conference. I think we're kind of learning as we go along here how to do this uh, better. One of the things that Nick has written that's very important is if you've got an affiliate program, be sure to provide your top affiliates with all the resources they need for the key shopping season. Now, that's smart. We don't pay enough attention to these. Think of these guys as partners. Resource them with everything you can possibly think of that will help them increase sales during that time. Uh, I would even consider having a, a pre Christmas, pre season conference call with them set up where you can go through all the key information, coordinate what you're doing, show them what you've learned about. Improving conversion on various pages, and and also kind of get their attention so that during the Christmas season they're spending more of their marketing focus on your product than they are on whatever else they happen to be representing. I think it
2: there's a big opportunity here for for smaller companies with affiliate programs because I see a number of larger companies that should know better that still have marketing materials available to affiliates that are promoting Father's Day right now. They haven't even they haven't even they haven't even built stuff for their affiliate partners for go back to you know back to school. Um, so so a lot of affiliates a lot of big affiliates are not sophisticated enough in this area. So there's a there's a good opportunity for smaller companies to step in there. Excellent.
0: Um, we are running out of time. Uh, let me assure you of a couple of things. Uh, one. You'll be able to get all this information from us in a full report form. It'll be appearing on our website, and it'll be emailed to you. So you'll be able to go through all 15 steps that we have here, review the data that we've talked about. I would really appreciate uh, your questions. We have not – one of the reasons we don't release the full brief before these conferences is because we use your questions and feedback to improve the final brief before we send it to our fairly significant list size. So um, could you give us feedback? I feel a little – nervous of these types of topics, because, number one, they're very focused, and sometimes they leave out large portions of our list. Uh, It's a topic that seems most focused on retailers, and uh, retailers make up, I think, slightly less than a third of the uh, subscribers to the MEC Journal. And and so, yet, you're a very important group, and we want to serve you, and we want to get good information for you. And in the future, we're going to be releasing more reports in the same month slated for the very specific topics based on the makeup of our audience. But it's so expensive to conduct the research for these reports. And then, of course, we give them away free. Uh, That it's taking us some time to set up and prepare properly so that we can, say, offer pay-per-click information each month to those of our users who are most interested in pay-per-click and certain things for those of you in retail that might be most interesting to you, et cetera. We're headed in that direction. But could you send me feedback? Just use your chat feature there to... Tell us if this, is, if this is helpful for you. Uh, the other thing is we're not using lots of case histories and data. We have used two here, and it should be sufficient. But we just feel like you need this. We talk to retailers all the time who aren't thoroughly organized in their campaigns for the holidays, and we're trying to put some tools together that will help you. One more thing. You may have ideas about how to improve the uh, calendar that we, that we just offered you to download. Send us your notes send us your thoughts and we'll we'll improve the calendar and and with suggestions you have that might make it more effective. So um what I'll do is just kind of stand by here and listen to your data. I'm going to I want to thank Nick for all of his work on this and uh, I want you to know that we're going to keep trying to figure out what works. One of the things that we really appreciate from you is if you just if you t- at least can talk about us in the uh to your friends, uh, it's about the only thing that we ask from you on this. Let people know if, if you're finding what we're doing helpful, just let them know that in the forums or wherever the case. And, and we're grateful for your trust. We'll keep working hard. We'll leave this window up for a while. And, uh, and in fact, uh, Michael, go ahead and advance to the next set of, there you go. Advance to the next set of slides, I would suggest, uh, so that everyone can see some of those. And, uh, but, We'll leave it up so we can get your chat request in here or your chat thoughts. And, uh, I take your logs after a conference like this and I print the chat logs and I sit down with a blue pen and a yellow highlighter and I read every comment and I circle those that, that, you know, I think will help us to improve. And so I'm grateful. Thank you guys. We appreciate you.
1: Bye.